You found us somewhere on the dial So why not stay for a while Try our spell with a C Trials with Scott Wiley. Welcome, Mike Pritchard, to Trials with a Z. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me. Love it. Awesome, awesome. And it's perfect timing. I know the draft is happening here this week. And I know you were a first-round pick, actually, in the draft. I was. I was. So way back when, in 1991, I was the 13th overall in the first round. Uh, but I was living in Boulder, Colorado at the time, going to University of Colorado, um, but out here in Vegas, everybody was celebrating because, you know, the local kid uh, getting drafted in the first round, that was, uh, that was a good story. Awesome. Well, belated congratulations. That is an awesome story. Thank you. And as we were talking about before we started rolling, it's the first time, uh, it's the, first time the draft's been out here, correct? It is. Um, we're, I mean, we're new to the National Football League, if you think about it, because the Raiders moved here recently. Right, yeah. Um, and the NFL was so ardent against Vegas. Uh, because of the shield and integrity of the game and they didn't want to be associated with the gambling aspect but got it, lo and got behold it. the national football league's now partnered up with the sports betting industry so not only does las vegas have a local team which is the las vegas raiders now right, right. uh we're, we're hosting the nfl draft which if you ask me when i was growing up here as a kid this was this would never happen right 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 uh so now we have this mega event right here in las vegas and uh, it's incredible. It's incredible to witness everything. Uh, it's incredible that the NFL has embraced the city the way it has. Uh, and the excitement is through the roof right now. Awesome. And it's interesting, thinking of the Raiders, I actually grew up in uh, western Pennsylvania. So we were all Steelers fans. Right, right. And there was the big Raiders-Steelers uh, rivalry. I think it was the Los Angeles Raiders at the time. Okay. And I know you were a wide receiver. And I used every, I was telling the, the, the team before the, the show, I used to have a Lynn Swan jersey, 88. I mean, I, w I wore it at least once a week right. uh, to, uh, to school. But I have to admit, as an, as an adult, I kind of have, have fallen uh, out of the time. So, so I'm, uh, my last experience experience with football was uh was playing a, a flag football in fourth grade and then uh, and then playing a tight tight end which was okay. an unusual position in junior high right. so so forgive me if I don't have the background is probably most of the uh most of the folks you're talking to but why don't we talk a little bit how did you how did you get interested in this sport and how did you get started well you know growing up in Vegas we were a town we had about 150,000 200,000 people here it was in, it was insane how small we were we had nine high schools but wow. uh, I was always athletic I did everything as a kid. I mean, I bowled, oh, wow. uh, I played baseball, I, I played soccer. Uh, I tried to play some basketball, but it uh, wasn't very good, so I gave it up. Fair enough. Uh, and then I played football. And actually, I played football because of my older brother. I have an older brother. He's seven years older than me. Okay. And I was watching him play football with his friends. Got it. So can you imagine this? He's seven years older than me. He's about 14 at the time. Right, So right. I'm seven. And I'm watching him play this sport, football, with his buddies, and they're having a blast. And, you know, as a little brother, I'm like, I want to play, I want to play. And, right. and they were like, no, you're too small, you're too small. And I, and I kept bugging him. I kept bugging him. Like, each and every day they were out there playing football. So finally he says, okay, you want to play? Okay, we're right. not going to take it easy on you. I'm like, that's fine. So I got the ball, and I outran out all of them. Nice. I avoided all of them. And then lo and behold, he's like, okay, wait a minute. Let's block from my little brother and let him run with the football. So uh, playing with teenagers, uh, I got over any fear that I had of the violent nature of football. And I just, I just fell in love with it and kept playing and playing and playing. 
until eventually I got drafted to the National Football League. Wow, awesome. And, 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 and your career as a receiver started right there. It sounds like you were, you were running the ball right from the very, very beginning. Yeah, I was a running back, um, and then I could catch the football. So right. uh, my evolution to wide receivers, so I was a running back, and I got recruited to college as a running back. Ah. Uh, played running back in high school and set all kind of records in Nevada and everything. But um, what happened was when I got to college, I couldn't, my body didn't evolve. So I was still a little scrawny kid. Like I was 180 pounds. Right, right. Uh, so I was too small for the position in college. And uh, we made a decision, my coaches and myself made a decision for me to convert over to wide receiver. Cause I was fast right. and you don't have to be that big to play wide receivers. So that's when I began my career as a wide receiver. Awesome. And you were one of the fastest actually, right? Yeah, I was, I was. I mean, I, I credit that to track and running from my big brother and his friend when I was little. So, uh, yeah, no, I was, no, my mom, she was a track athlete uh, oh, wow. in college. So I think I got her speed. Uh, so uh, that, I was lucky to, to be blessed that way. Very nice. And did your brother continue to play the sport as well? He did until um, he joined the military. So he didn't want to go to college and, and he wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and, and join the military. So he joined the Air Force uh, and now he's in IT. Uh, so, yep, yep, he gave up football. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, he went, he went our route here in IT and software. Very, <laughs> right, right, very right. cool. Very cool. So tell me about, I'm sure, I'm sure I was going to say if you can remember, but I'm sure you can remember. Tell me about that, that, um, that, 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 that special night, you know, during the, 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 the draft, thinking mm -hmm. back, here we are in draft week in Las Vegas. What, what can you remember? What, what stands out to you about that, that special time for you? When you oh, when I you remember were everything. <laughs> <laughs> it changed my life. I right. mean, think about it. It's like, it's like winning the lottery, really. Right. Um, so it, we're, we're earning the lottery oh, in a right, way. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I, um, so back then, I keep saying that, 1991, right. um, the draft was earlier. So it's nine o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, I want to okay. say Pacific time. Got it. Uh, so 10 o'clock in, in, in Colorado at the time. And so I woke up late. Like the draft, each pick. Now, when you watch the draft, each pick, each selection in the first round is 10 minutes. Okay. But it seems like it's still pretty lengthy. Back then, it was 15 minutes. So you wouldn't get but four picks an hour. So the night before, I know that I was out late in college town, right? You're hanging out. <laughs> So I woke up and I th they were about four or five picks in to the draft already. So, you know, I woke up, uh, got right out of bed and got myself refreshed and walked out to the, lock, uh, to the living room. I had a roommate uh, and he was, he was on the team at University of Colorado too. And he was watching a draft and updating me on all the, the picks. And we had a player at our school at the time, Alfred Williams. Okay. Uh, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos and he was projected to be the fourth overall pick. Got to it. the Denver Broncos, right up the road from us in Boulder. But he didn't go there. So we were shocked. I was shocked, certainly, that they didn't pick him. Uh, and so we talk, started to talk about that. And then they were right around pick eight of the draft. And my phone started to ring. And I picked it up, and I answered it. And they were like, hey, this is so-and-so from the Dallas Cowboys. This is Mike Pritchard. I'm like, yeah. And I didn't believe it. I, I thought somebody oh, was pulling a prank uh. on me. Uh, messing with me at the time and so I didn't believe it and they got into specifics about the draft and what they're thinking and then they might select me and I'm like okay wait a minute who really who is this and they say hey this is so-and-so from the Dallas Cowboys and I'm just like wow and I look at my roommate and I mouth the word wow to him 
And um, he said, well, don't go anywhere. Make sure you can stay next to your phone because if we pick you, we want to be able to call you. And I'm like, sure, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I'm standing there in my PJs, right? And, right, and right. So, Is this a landline, uh, a landline, landline phone? No call waiting either. <laughs> so uh, I hung up the phone, and as soon as I hung up the phone, the phone rang again. And it was another team. Hey, we're trying to reach Mike Pritchard. We can't get through. The line's busy. And I explained to them, look, I got one line, no call waiting. And they were like, well, make sure you don't leave your place or whatever and stick, uh, stay near the phone. So I'm like, okay. And, and so I'm just going nuts at this time. I can't call anybody cause I have to have the phone. Free. Right. Right. And then my agent calls me and he says, yeah, it looks like you're going to be drafted high up in this draft. And are you ready for that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> how is everybody ready for that? Right. Right. He's like, well, don't go anywhere. I'm like, I got one line. Like, well, they're going to call me too. So he was fielding calls as I was getting calls. And I, I tell you, Scott, every time I hung up the phone, it would ring again. Wow. And so for about an hour and a half, I had to go through that routine until Atlanta finally drafted me at 13. Wow. Amazing, too. And I'm, I'm hearing the so for the folks that are younger, that are used to their cell phones buzzing. I mean, right. there's a certain excitement. But when you hear that, that ring, I assume it was one of the, the old fashioned ring, ring, oh, yeah, ring that visceral, you know, feeling <laughs> no wow. vibrating landline. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. You know, it was crazy. And it was chaotic and crazy at the same time. Exciting. I couldn't even call my parents. I couldn't even let right. them know what's going on. Uh, but the backstory to that, Scott, is that um, so I'll fast forward through the entire draft process after being drafted. Right, right. I had to get on a plane in an hour. Uh, wow. They're going to fly me to Atlanta. So uh, we broke every speed limit known to man at the time to get there. I had a big press conference at the airport. I had to hop on uh, a plane to Atlanta. I get to Atlanta, do all the media. It's, I mean, it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night at that point. I get a call from well, – actually, actually, I call my parents. And – can you believe what's going on? And they, they were in shock, right? But my dad told me, he said he, when he woke up that day, somebody or something told him to tape the first round of the draft. And he captured me being drafted on tape, on VHS tape, wow. uh, on ESPN. So we have it documented. Does he, he still has it. He yeah, still he still it? has it. Oh, um, nice. And so we were watching it maybe 15, 20 years ago. Oh my goodness. Because you know you're scared to put in a VHS tape, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Break, it's gonna right? eat the tape, so right? To convert it, but no, he captured it. So that whole day was magical because he was able to tape it, and I was able to live it. And so now, years later, I can still relive it if I want to. Wow, perfect. That yeah. is um, that's an awesome, awesome. I was I was expecting a good story, but that one, <laughs> that one just hit different. That was not. That, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit more about what's happening now in the sport especially in light of the pandemic mm -hmm. and we're now in this post-pandemic era of course here here at, at clean capture we do software for clinical research right. how did the pandemic affect uh what, what what's happening right now you know i i think um the intimacy was gone obviously i mean uh football is a it's the ultimate team sport but it's also you have to work together in so many different ways physically and mentally you got to get to know your teammate uh, you have to like your teammate. A lot of people, you know, it's, it's debatable if everybody likes everybody, right? Right. But in football, you, you kind of have to because of what you go through physically. Right. And I think the pandemic took that away. 
obviously because oh, you're yeah. not meeting in the same rooms you're everything's on zoom uh so you don't have that cohesiveness or togetherness that you need because football is emotional sport i mean it's physical physically demanding it's a hundred percent injury business so you're going to get hurt right and so you need something else that is going to motivate you and feed you and, and create that energy and that's probably the fact that you like your teammates and you care about your teammates and you want to do well with your teammates but when that's stripped away because of COVID, you lose a little bit oh you lose a lot i think we lost a lot and we didn't see it it wasn't represented in in the game certainly when where there's no fans there is no extra energy there's no life uh in football and so as we start to emerge from it uh you can see that coming back now though awesome awesome when you talked about the closeness i thought of that um the Al Pacino movie. Remember any given Sunday right. where he gives a speech about every yes. every every inch. I, I've I've watched that many times to even get inspired in in, in running the 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 software mm-hmm. software business. But you mentioned injuries. Right. I know you actually had a, a quite quite a, a, a serious mm-hmm. serious one. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about about that. Well, the f- first serious injury I had, fortunately for me. Well, actually, I'll take that back. So I broke my hand. Okay. Uh, my third metacarpal in college, right before the national championship game. Uh, but oh, I still wow. played through it. Oh, my goodness. Because I wasn't going to miss the national championship <laughs> right, game. Right, right. Uh, so uh, I, I played through the pain. I got through the pain. It was, it was just fractured. It wasn't displaced. So, got it. Uh, and you were, still, was, you, were still, you were catching? I you were still scoring? catching, yep. I wow. had a little uh, uh, cast over it. And I was still able to catch the football, though. Do you remember did you score it. in that game? I didn't score, okay. but I made some big but plays. But you made some big yeah. yardage. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Very, very nice. Uh, then when I got to the National Football League, my first major inj- injury was I lacerated my kidney. Wow. Yeah. So I thought my career was over. They thought I was going to lose my kidney. Uh, I was fortunate wow. I didn't lose my kidney. Uh, and I was able to play the following year. I only played three games that year, and then I came back from that. Uh, and then later on my year, you know, you get the bumps and bruises, the trauma to your body, uh, like stiffness or, right. or um, you know, separated shoulders. Uh, but the other significant injury I had was my knee. Uh, I lost my meniscus. Oh, and my. my left knee, so I'm bone on bone. Ooh. Um, and Ouch. that last year, it happened at the beginning of the year, a training camp, and I was out for the first three, maybe four games. And I came back because we had a really good team. We had a coach who was legendary. Uh, we thought we were going to do something significant that way with that year, which was go to the playoffs, perhaps go to the Super Bowl. And we ended up going to the playoffs, but um, I played that year – in that situation and I had to take a shot uh, I had to do all kinds of things get my knee drained three times a week oh my just to play but I was in year nine on the field at that point and I knew we had a good team and, and it was some, again going back to the the feeling of football uh it was just that feeling that I didn't want to miss and I was able to play through it though I guess I should ask rather than assume but I, I imagine it's some some just love of love of the game or is yeah. it or is it just the the, 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 the just never giving up, you know, the, just, just that spirit. What, what drives you in those moments with, with the pain and with so many things sort of, sort of pushing against you? It has to be the love of the game. I mean, right. Because it's not, it's not the money. The money's great, but you already have it. You already got it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to just come out and yeah. say it, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You've got the money. Yeah, you already have it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that feeling you get. It's that sense of accomplishment. Right. Like for me, you know, winning a national championship and, uh, I was the MVP of that team, and so that uh, you always are, you're always chasing that. And you hear it from retired players. They talk about what they miss most, and it's the locker room. So and it's the experiences of, of your teammates. 
uh, experiences of of winning a game together and celebrating in the locker room afterwards, that kind of thing. So uh, I knew we had a good team. We had a great coach, and I, I, I wanted to be a part of it. So I was doing anything and everything I could to be out there. So going back to COVID, like in many areas, that really that really affected the culture because that, yeah. that key part that you're describing that, that was a driving force um, it yeah. is, is temporarily sus suspended, essentially. Exactly. And I think, you know, you look at the teams that had success through COVID, it was those teams that were closer together or teams that, that kind of knew each other, you know, and, right. and had that um, continuity and, and closeness. And, and those teams were successful during COVID. During the times when we didn't have fans, you know, and it was like Tom Brady and, and, and what he's able to do uh, with the football team in Tampa. You know, it's that kind of thing, uh, or even up in New England. It's, it's that kind of thing uh, when you have a closeness of, of a group of guys. Awesome, awesome. Now, I know you've played with some of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time, uh, Brett Favre, right. uh, John Elway, right. uh, Warren Moon. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you would oblige me if you would catch one from Scott Widely. Are you oh, willing? absolutely. All right, all right, there yeah, we go. Yeah, all right. Oh, how, how did I stack up? Uh, there was no spiral. Oh, ouch, There was no ouch, spiral. Ouch. There was no spin uh -oh. to it, but oh. uh, it was okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right. It was too far apart, though. I caught it, though. You caught it. There we go. Exact completion. It was an accurate pass from you. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what I needed. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mike, for coming out. I wanted to talk about your um, uh, show. It's Betting Across America. Mm -hmm. Tell us when that's on. That's on Monday through Friday, okay. uh, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern, awesome. uh, 12 to 1 Pacific. And uh, it's Betting Across America. I've been doing it for two years, and it's a blast. It really is. It's an adrenaline rush. It's competitive. Um, and, and I'm learning each and every day that I'm on the show. Uh, because I'm doing a show with a guy named Josh Applebaum. He's a data-driven better. I'm more of a player and a feel of the game and understanding uh, of, of sports that way. And, and right. I can convey that to the audience. And he conveys the data side of things. And uh, we think it's a good combination. Awesome. Well, congratulations, of course, on an amazing career and, and an, an awesome show. And uh, I have one last question. Okay. How do you spell trials? T-R-I-A-L-Z. Z. All awesome. Right. Thanks, right. Mike. Right. I didn't even look it up. It. <laughs> <laughs>